You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com. It's H-A-W-G-Sports.com. Well, protests continue in an effort to help bring awareness to racial, social injustice. Coronavirus has killed 110,000 people in the United States. But today's Razorback Report Day. Razorbacks are back on campus. We're going to talk about that. Danny West is going to join us to talk some recruiting. We're going to answer your questions as well. All that and more on All Sports Live. Well, today, June 8th, 2020, Razorback players have finally reported for voluntary workouts. Danny West has got a nice breakdown on how that looks how it breaks down, how they're breaking down the different groups and all that stuff. And you can read about that more on hogsports.com. But they're getting started early. I'll say this. The first group starts at 7 a.m. this morning. So they're getting started early. Sam Pittman has said they're just kind of kind of uh, ease into to workouts and stuff. Now, these are going to be about, you know, an hour and a half in the gym, uh, in the weight room. Players are able to do things on their own. It's, it's called voluntary, but they've got, you know, they've got a program. You know, they have the strength and conditioning staff there that's able to help them through everything, right? Make sure everything's safe, provide motivation. Those are the types of things that you don't get. You can't tell me that when you're working by yourself, you're going to push yourself till you puke. You're not. You're not going to do that. If you're surrounded by people, other people motivating you, you've got a program then you're, then you're more likely to do that. I'll never forget watching Jarius Wright puke his guts up when we were invited to watch one of the voluntary workouts several years ago, back in 2010 probably. So voluntary workouts are back on. It'll be interesting to see not everybody's coming back in shape. Not everybody's coming back in great shape. Some of these guys have had to you know, lift people for their weights. They haven't had access to a weight room. Some other guys have had personal trainers. They've worked on football fields, doing agility footwork drills, had access to a gym. I know Grant Morgan talking to him, he he's had access to a gym because he's got a buddy that owns one. So different levels of being able to do what you need to do. And hopefully these guys have maintained what they've they've been able to do and Hopefully most of them have access to a gym. I think Sam Pittman estimated about 20% of them probably had access to a gym. So Danny West goes into more depth about, you know, just kind of how things break down for these workouts. We know last week at the end of the week they spent time, uh, you know, sanitizing everything. So there's all kinds of protocols like this. We do know that one Razorback player has tested positive for COVID-19. That's expected. You know, it's crazy right now what's going on. And, you know, I said we're going to talk about sports today, but it's hard to, you know, given everything that's going on with coronavirus because this is all as a result of coronavirus. But one – Hunter Yurchek came out and say it, said initially when he talked about resuming on June 8th and then freshmen coming in on June 29th, that a student athlete at the University of Arkansas will test positive for coronavirus. It's going to happen. It's going to happen more than once. And this whole thing, again, I think a lot of people look at what we're doing and, like, when is it safe to go out as if you're going to just stop everybody from getting coronavirus. And that's not how viruses work. The whole point is to slow the spread, lower the curve, make this thing draw out maybe longer, but not spike. 
So you overwhelm the hospitals and all that kind of stuff. Plus, give you more time to figure out what treatments and things like that work. And there are some things that apparently have been working. There's a lot of research going on out there, a lot of stuff about vitamin D. There's some studies going on with vitamin D. 70% of you out there are deficient in vitamin D, especially if you have dark skin. Living in you know the United States, you're going to be more susceptible to be being deficient in vitamin D. The best way to get vitamin D is taking a supplement. You're not going to be out in the sun enough, okay? Take a supplement of vitamin D. Probably talk to your doctor, excuse me. Probably talk to your doctor about how much you can take because you can, it can get toxic if you take extreme levels of vitamin D. But there's a lot of research that's saying, you know, I should say there's a lot of studies going on right now um, and that's the hypothesis that vitamin d but anyway in fayetteville the day before yesterday 40.6 percent of tests were positive and then yesterday it was like 38 percent so obviously 40 percent of excuse me that's not just fayetteville that's the what 250,000 people in washington county so Obviously, that's not accurate. You're not, that just tells you that you're not testing enough people. You don't have a large enough sample, sample size. So we're not testing enough people in Washington County right now to have an accurate idea. You want to be around 5%. 5% of the people taking your tests need to be positive. Definitely under 10%. Not 40%. Nobody's 40%. New York's wasn't ever 40%. So we're not testing enough people in, in northwest Arkansas and particularly Washington County possibly Benton County. So that's my little COVID talk for today. We'll try to move on to other things. I know you guys want to talk sports. That's what sports are there for. It's kind of a release, kind of a a getaway from everything that's going on in the world right now, even though some of it is very important, obviously. TJ Hammonds is back on scholarship, one of my favorite guys. TJ called me out because I (laughs) – I – misspelled his name in a tweet it wasn't the story actually Pete Rouillet wrote the story but I'd misspelled his name I left the s off that's my s key right there I've had problems with it so he called me out with a correction on my misspelling of his name sorry TJ TJ is one of my favorite guys on the team big character funny guy got a lot of speed got a lot of athleticism we've seen good things from TJ So he's back on scholarship. So for those who don't remember, TJ wasn't on the team. There was never really anything explained from Chad Morris. Chad just kind of acted like – I remember his face when we were asking him, so is he going to transfer? And Chad's like, no, no. You know, I mean, like he knew, obviously. He knew what was going on. (laughs) Uh, But uh, it wasn't ever reported. But TJ wasn't with the team a year ago this past spring. Not this past spring, but the spring before, excuse me, a year ago. So he rejoined the team. I think he was reinstated in the summer, changed the number to 41, got that Alvin Kamara vibe. Didn't really play a whole lot. He was suspended the first four games as part of the deal. So he suspended the first four games and then really didn't start playing. I think he played like five of the last eight games, something like that. Uh, But he's got potential. We've seen him do it in games before where he's flashed. I know he dropped a lot of weight last year, 5'10", 189. Kendall Browse, there's an article on hogsports.com from Kendall Browse just about 
you know, what TJ can bring to the table. They love his versatility, those types of things. So three Razorbacks made preseason All-SEC on Athlon Sports. Rakeem Boyd made the second team running back. Ricky Stromberg made the fourth team. And Devion Warren also made the fourth team. Now, I think there are a few guys to keep an eye on. Now, I think all those guys have a chance, especially Rakeem, Ricky Stromberg. But Traylon Burks, whether it's receiver or return man, watch out for him. Also watch out for Trey Knox as a receiver. Jonathan Marshall, I think, is a guy that probably should have started for them last year. Strongest guy on the team. I think he's got a shot. Dorian Gerald. Bumper Pool. If Bumper Pool racks up 100 tackles, he's, he's probably going to be all SEC just because of the name. That name jumps out. And I've said before, people have disagreed with me, but Monteric Brown. I think Monteric Brown has a load of potential to be a really good player. He's got all the physical tools. He's a physical tackler on top of that. I think Monteric Brown is a guy to watch. So those are some other guys to watch. There was an article that came out today. Now, if they don't fit this, there's a, an article by Chris Hummer from 24-7 Sports. Five college football teams set to rise in 2020 and five set to tumble. So if Arkansas isn't one of these teams that rises, then they're not going to get a bunch of all – I mean, Rakeem Boyd ran for 1,100 yards, ran for 6.2 yards per carry last year, didn't make an all-SEC team. It's because he's on a terrible team. So Arkansas is mentioned in this, and it's kind of easy because – you know, if you say they win their three non-conference games and then they beat either Missouri, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, or Tennessee, one of those teams that the ESPN FBI has them about a 40 45% chance of winning those games. So if they win one of those and that's four and you've doubled and you're right, Arkansas is on the rise. They've doubled their win total from last year. I think they can win five without seeing anything in practices, my limited availability, just what I know, for what, what I hear behind the scenes versus – what I heard behind the scenes when Morris was hired. And I made the mistake a lot of that in chalking it up to maybe somebody was disgruntled from leaving the program. People, you know, you hear it a lot from people on their way out or, um, you know, but I did hear stuff like Chad Morris is in over his head from at least three people that I can remember. I heard that he's in over his head. Chalked it up to sour grapes. I was wrong. We all saw that. So there's been some talk also about OTA-style workouts. So the NFL does like 10 practices, OTA-styles. It's lighter. You know, they're not full gear and stuff. And there's been some talk about doing that for a couple of weeks in mid, starting in mid-July. I would guess maybe after SEC media days, after SEC media days, you jump into your OTA workouts. You hold some light practices, maybe just wearing a helmet, nothing else. Don't put too much on them. Then give them a week break, and then you jump into camp. And that's when the grind starts. Otherwise, you're going to wear them out. If you, if you were to do like six straight weeks of this, you're going to wear them out. So get some OTA practices in. Make sure people know where to go. Go in the right direction, as Sam Pittman says. And then you can start into the more grueling stuff. Pittman's not the only one. And I think Pete Thamel was the first to, to mention that. I've got a breakdown. So I've been going through the 2020 commitments and just kind of breaking down everybody. Darren Turner, Miles Slusher, Malik Hornsby, Kellen Burrell, 
Andy Boykin, Julius Coates, Dominic Johnson, and I've just kind of done my own, my evaluation of them, you know, based on what I'm seeing from their numbers, based on what some other experts are saying, and my own personal evaluation of their film study. And the latest one I did is Jashad Stewart, who was an edge guy. 6'2", 223, ran a 4.61 in the 40-yard dash, verified at an opening regional. 34.6 in the vertical, 4.14 seconds in the sh- in the shuttle. So he's a sh- very strong tester and comes off the ball. He knows like one speed. I know people say, you know, 6'2", 221 sounds like an inside linebacker, but just because you're 6'2", 221 doesn't necessarily mean that you're a linebacker. Not everybody's – you got to be – you got to have some patience to be a linebacker and – what I see with this guy and what I hear from other people on Jashad Stewart is he's got one speed, and that's about 110 miles an hour. So that's the latest one I broke down, and we're going to continue to go through the list. Asa Hutchinson has uh, addressed fans in Razorback Stadium, just saying that they're counting on it, and probably, like we've heard, probably mid-July – he says late June. I think probably you're going to hear more like six weeks out what they're going to be able to do in terms of capacity for fans, how many fans they can expect to go in there and all that stuff. Switching over to basketball real quick before we get to Danny West, Isaiah Joe, news. So he has now until August 3rd or 10 days after the 2020 NBA Combine, whichever comes first. It's going to be about the same. So, basically, two months longer. With the old calendar, June 3rd was the date to withdraw your name if you hadn't signed with an agent. June 3rd. And now they've pushed back to August 3rd or 10 days after the 2020 NBA Combine. I mean, that could put you in a little bit of a pickle as far as a coach, as far as roster management, um, trying to bring in players. Arkansas is mentioned with a ton of grad transfers and regular transfers. So, that's – that makes that difficult because you don't know. Obviously, you're going to make room for Isaiah Joe, but you're you know running up right up to the start of classes. Okay, where are we at? All right, so some big news happening today. Raheem Sanders is making his decision. I could have let off the show with that, but I wanted to get to Danny West to talk about it. So Raheem Sanders, Rocket Sanders, is big, good-looking wide receiver. Danny didn't post his weight here. Here it is. 6'2", 210, big kid. Fast, obviously his name's Rocket, <laughs> his nickname, so you know he's going to be fast. And we're going to talk to Danny about his decision. He's listed as an athlete, so he could play anywhere from – he could play a lot of positions. I mean, you can do a lot with 16. Hey, what's going on, buddy? What's up, Danny? I was just bringing oh, people up to speed on Raheem Rocket Sanders, 6'2", 210-pound athlete out of Rockledge, Florida, number 20-ranked athlete in the country, a 90 overall ranking, so he's a four-star prospect. Right now the crystal balls are strong towards Arkansas – you have him as an eight. So we, we have a confidence meter. You have him as an eight. I have him as an eight. I think Gabe Brooks has him as a six. And he's deciding today. So what can you tell us about Raheem Sanders? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I think our eights might be a little bit low. I'm feeling pretty confident about Arkansas here. and mm-hmm. have for a while. I mean, they've um, prioritized Rocket for a long time now, and you know, we're not calling him a wide out or a running back. We just uh, we assume he's going to play offense in, in some capacity. So he'd be a big get, man. That's a really good-looking kid, as you said there, 6'2", 210. I mean, just look at his profile picture. Yeah. He looks like a, a dang junior in college already. Really impressive guy to talk to. I uh, told him a while back, uh, just kind of one of those late-night text conversations. I was like, man, I'd – we were talking about his ranking. Mm-hmm. I said, I think you got a shot at four stars. And then kind of made me look good by 24-7. They came around like a week later and made him a four star. So yeah. n- not that I had a lot to do with that. But I, I feel strongly about him. He's a good-looking prospect and would certainly, um, you know, continue this this little run. Been on, obviously picked up Jaden Wilson last week. And potentially, Trey, I mean, if you get Rocket today at 5 p.m. Central mm-hmm. or somewhere around that time, it could spark another run for you. You yeah. know, when you think about some of the guys they're they're close with. So it'd be good, man. I mean they're and they're still the favorites for Rocket, Drayden Norwood, a four star corner from here in the state, mm-hmm. AJ Green, uh Devon Manuel down in Louisiana. They could use another big offensive lineman. He would be their third if they could get him. And then you throw in guys like Keetron Jackson and Lucas Coley, guys that, you know, not everybody considers an Arkansas lean, but I, I still kind of do at this point. So, yeah, uh, Rocket, man. I like the name. I like everything about the kid, so he'd be a big one. I like the speed. So, Danny West, most of his content is VIP. You can read his stuff at HAWGsports.com. Again, part of the 24-7 Sports Network. And, uh, again, most of it's VIP. Right now it is 30% off. 30% off for an annual subscription if you want to check that out. Uh, or just $1 for your first month if you want to follow all the latest in recruiting. And, of course, with uh, Arkansas getting back to workouts, hopefully we'll have some more news there. There is always, of course, plenty of ways to watch and listen. You can always tune in on Facebook Live, also available on YouTube. If you haven't followed us on Facebook Live, I think we're almost up to 80,000 follows. I'd love to hit that number. So be sure to follow us if you haven't done so already. If you're listening on YouTube, or excuse me, watching on YouTube, be sure to hit the subscribe button and the notifications bell so you're notified anytime we upload new videos. And both of those, throw us a thumbs up, like, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Just let us know that you like the content and it helps boost the channel up so other people know um, to watch the show if they're searching for Arkansas Razorbacks content. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please throw us a five-star review. And we're also available anywhere else you can think of to find your favorite podcast. All right, Danny. So... Just to back you up a little bit, Jaden Wilson, 6'3", 172-pounder, 
Uh, he picked Arkansas. When was that? I'm, my dates are getting a little bit confused. You're telling me. I know everything uh, like Saturdays and Mondays feel the same, you know, <laughs> right yeah. now. So, so that was uh, uh, the second, whatever date that, whatever day that was, last Tuesday, I reckon. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't think I've talked to you since then, but yeah, uh, good pickup there. That's another guy that they've really made a, a strong priority. Obviously, the wide receiver class, we're expecting a big mm-hmm. one. This year, you think back two years ago with what they brought in, four guys who were rated four stars mm-hmm. with Traylon and TQ and Trey Knox. Uh, who's my guy out of Memphis, Trey? The wide receiver out of Memphis. <laughs> IMG Academy. I'm spacing on it too, Rand. Uh, yeah, me Danny. too. Bad gum. Well, <laughs> they're in on a lot I'm of good looking really wide receivers. My stuff today, ain't I? And even uh, Raheem Sands. What's that? Shamar, Shamar Nash. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're talking about in the past? Okay, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, two years ago. Yeah. Um, but even Raheem Sanders could possibly play a position like that, and who knows what Arkansas has in, in store sure. for him. What it, Keith Niebert said to me, he said, you know, this guy was all over the field. When he, he went and watched him play in person, he's like, yeah. Niebert, uh, he writes for the Auburn site, but he was like, he was all over, all over the field. Man, um, the kid is so big, Trey. Yeah. I mean, just – that's what I'm saying, man. There. You can do a lot with six two two ten. Yeah, man, you flip that guy in a hurry. Man, that's a really good looking uh, big kid. So yeah. Arkansas you, know, you can't really lock him into a position. Arkansas, Florida State, Missouri, and South Carolina are his finalists. He also has offers from Auburn. Um, who else has offered him? Miami, Louisville, uh, Miami, Iowa State, Indiana, Kentucky, Nebraska, Oklahoma, Maryland. Miami, yeah, you mentioned about Nebraska. You mentioned Oklahoma, Ole Miss, Tennessee, and from Virginia. What I understand, I think Oklahoma even wanted him at. Uh, they wanted him on defense. Oh yeah, yeah. So, so that's a nice, yeah. nice uh, get if they're able to to pull him in today. When's he deciding? That'll be about five p.m. our time. He's going to go on Instagram uh, live. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I've retweeted him, but uh, if people want to write it down real quick, I can find his uh, mm-hmm. his tw- his Instagram name, which is you ready for it? Yep, Raheem Sanders thirteen K. Raheem Sanders thirteen K. R A H E I M Sanders. Normal spelling thirteen K. All one word. So All one word. Got to get people who need to get on Instagram and follow him yep. if you're interested in it. But, yeah, I think it's going to be about 6 p.m. his time, which means 5 p.m. for most of our listeners. Mm-hmm. If they're able to – I mean, this is a guy with a lot of speed. Jaden Wilson's got some good speed. Um, you know, they added Malik Hornsby in last year's classic quarterback who's, you know, I don't think a lot of people realize this, but his 4-by-100-meter relay team had a shot to break the national record. That's right. I mean, they ran like a 40.6, which is smoking. For high school team. Um, So, adding Malik Hornsby, uh, you've got a crystal ball also in for A.J. Green, the running back out of Tulsa, um, who's a 10-3-8, 100-meter guy. Another speedy guy, that's right. I mean, a lot of people think, you know, when Chad Morris came in, you know, I think their opinion of the roster was, we don't have any speed. And, you know, everything was talking about speed, speed, speed. And at the same time, there was a huge sacrifice to play in, in size. You know, Arkansas turned into a small team. But with Pittman, you know, I think a lot of people would, would, would have thought, you know, hey, 
you know, here we go back to, you know, being yeah, slower and, you know, methodical type of offense. That's obviously not what it's going to be with uh, with Kendall Browse. But, you know, they're recruiting a lot of speed. And it's a big – I mean, Raheem Sanders is 6'2", 210, um, and he's got a lot of speed. So, they're, they're making both a priority. And that's something I've always said, Danny. I've always said, you know, people are like, you know, talk with a running back, you know, he's, he's not real fast, but, man, he's big. And, like, mm-hmm. when is it okay now in the SEC when there are so many backs that yeah. are big and fast? So you're going to get a guy that's not fast, but he's big? That's <laughs> not how it what, works dude. in this league. <laughs> I stayed up last night. I've got to brag. I've got a little TV set up on my patio, which I've shown you now. Mm-hmm. And it's been nice sitting out there. And I'll, I'll get on YouTube on the TV and rewatch old Razorback games. And last night was the 2010 Arkansas LSU game. Mm-hmm. Everybody remembers it. Punched the ticket to a BCS game. But I'm watching Nile Davis, and I'm like, people have – no recollection of how great that dude was. Yeah, you know he dealt with so many injuries, but that's what an SEC back ought to look like. Yeah, he's big and fast, as you said there. I love Nile. I love Nile as a recruit. Stud. I love him as a recruit. And Ronnie Ringo was really the guy that everybody was just you know mm-hmm. talking a lot about. Um, I don't know. I like Nile. He was just like you know, he had it all. One cut and go. I mean, he could really move. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Danny. I think there's a lot of potential here, Trey. I mean, people are—they ought to get fired up when you think about it. If they can finish off some of these these um, upcoming dominoes, we'll call them. Mm-hmm. And you got to start getting excited about the offense, uh, the potential there. You mentioned Malik. You've got JV and Hunt coming in at running back, a kid I feel strongly about. If they were to get an AJ Green to go with it, man, what a nice duo! Arguably yeah. the best duo they've signed in a long time. Then at wide out, you know what steps bringing in. Uh, you've got Hudson Henry, your your young tight end. Now it's a matter of, you know, they did have a really good offensive line class last year. Can you do it again? Mm-hmm. You got to back it up with another one this year. So, and that offense is starting to come together if they if they can get some of these dominoes to keep falling here. Yeah, need to have a season that shows players that they're in the right direction. Now, Keetron Jackson had released a top fourteen. Now he's cut that in half to seven. He's got. SMU, Colorado, Texas, TCU, Texas A&M, and Oregon State, along with Arkansas. So that's his seven right now. I don't know that he's close to making a decision, but he went from 14 to seven pretty quickly. He did. And I'll tell you, the one that stuck out to me was Baylor not making the cut there. Mm -hmm. LSU didn't make the cut. So, I mean, a couple of schools there that I think Arkansas fans, not so much they were worried about them, but it did seem like, you know, since the day he left here on March 7th, it opened the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, coaches read everything. Make no mistake, they read the articles. And, you know, when we're all putting out, Keetron Jackson says Arkansas is his leader, they're going to turn up the heat. And that's yeah. exactly what happened. You saw Texas, Baylor, TCU, they turned it up quickly mm-hmm. after that. And to their uh, credit, you know, it worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they started making some progress there. So, to not see Baylor or LSU trims the list a little bit more, I think it gives you a better chance of coming out on top here. A lot of people right now, it's 46.2% of crystal ball picks are for TCU, although the confidence level is low. It's a three. And 46.2% towards Arkansas with an eight confidence level. I think that's probably you and me impacting that a little bit. Uh, yeah. But Keytron is the number 150-ranked overall prospect in the country, a number 28 wide receiver nationally, and a four-star, firmly cemented as a four-star. Now, Aaron Outley is another guy, Danny, uh, mm-hmm. in-state, Little Rock Parkview. There's a recent crystal ball for him to 
Florida State, State. which yeah. uh, by, Steve some, Wilfong. by Steve Wiltfong, who is like 93% accurate. But <laughs> he's pretty good. He's yeah. pretty good at it. But <laughs> Outley has a connection with Mike Norvell from when Norvell was at Memphis. And uh, in Arkansas, obviously, has a connection being the home state school. And plus, um, uh, his quarterback is committed to Arkansas. And there has been some indication that him and Logan and um, James Joyner, all those guys, uh, Landon, sorry, uh, all want to play together. And now Darian Bennett, they offered the uh, freshman running back in Parkview, too. And this is a guy that, um, you know, the first question I have on a young in-state offered guy like that is, did you grow up a Razorback fan? Mm-hmm. He's like, oh yeah, absolutely. So that means a lot. So yeah, I think that, yeah, uh, the first word is usually the the most accurate word. Right. And I don't think he's. I don't even think he's seasoned enough yet to even lie about something like that. <laughs> <laughs> he's a freshman, yeah. so yeah, and, I think that's his truthful answer. And fast forwarding again to the class of twenty twenty one with Outley six four two forty six tight end who has Arkansas, Florida State, Oregon, LSU, Penn State, Texas A&M, Michigan, Michigan State, Virginia Tech, and Georgia Tech is his top ten right now. So mm-hmm. we could probably I mean, see man, some I movement on that. Wait. can't wait to get back and see that guy again because i got to be honest with you. The first time I saw Aaron was this past September, I want to say. Mm-hmm. I think it was September. And uh, Parkview came up and played at Springdale, which was an – really easy trip for me to make and i got to see james and landon and all those guys you mentioned but went out there to see aaron and and didn't see a whole lot from him that night Mm. so you know i want to give a a second opinion here very badly i see all these offers there's got to be a reason for them right but you know whatever it was that night uh, uh, i didn't see a whole lot from him so if i had to pick one guy uh, the very first one i'm going to see as soon as things calm down and we can get back out it's probably going to be aaron Hey, there's plenty of reasons nowadays to go into Little Rock and check out talent because, yeah. you know, Parkview is moving on up with uh, with their level of talent, obviously, uh, with Coach Bolding. And then, of course, uh, 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 Robinson, Joe T. Robinson has been doing it for a good yep. bit now. I mean, there's there are probably more Razorbacks from Joe T. on the roster than anywhere else right now. Yeah. And then, of course, Pulaski Academy has been producing for a long time, and there's some other schools that produce – but, I mean, I tell you what, you got to look out for Southwest Little Rock now, mm-hmm. uh, with Daryl Patton taking over that program. Yeah. Obviously, uh, a couple of schools there that combined to make one good one, and it's just a matter of time. I, I said it when Bolding took over at Parkview, matter of time before they're back and producing D one talent. Mm-hmm. Zero doubt, Patton's going to do the same thing. It's Little Rock needs to produce. Time. I mean, if you go back and look, Danny, at all the teams that have been. Great Razorback teams. The backbone of those teams is great Razorback players from the state of Arkansas. I mean, it's like 100%. And you can't – excuse me. You can't force it. You can't just be like, well, we're going to offer 12 guys because we know this stat. They actually have to be good players because you've also had other teams that weren't very good that their backbone was also in state players. Yeah. So, hopefully – yeah, hopefully, uh, I mean, Little Rock needs to be strong, and, and it looks like there's some good indications there. Yeah, with you on that. Um, we'll see what happens today at five, buddy. I think, yeah. they've, I think they've got a good shot. But, you know, just a general thought to leave you with here uh, in terms of recruiting. I've been impressed, Trey, to be honest with you, with everything that's been going on, mm-hmm. the lack of visit opportunities. You know, we've established for a long time now that Arkansas is a – very much a program that has to get kids on campus. Mm. 
and here they are not able to get them but somehow they're in position to, to roll out a few really good commitments here mm-hmm. over the next you know, few weeks anyway. So, you know, I think if there's one position that really sticks out to people is uh, they need to pick it up a little bit, probably on the D line, not a lot of names there that uh, excite a ton of people, but mm-hmm. we'll see how that unfolds in the weeks ahead. But yeah. overall, buddy, I, I've been impressed. Now we'll see what happens today and throughout the rest of the week, but yeah, so far so good on the recruiting front, in my opinion. All right, Danny. All right, bud. Appreciate you, man. All right, see you, bud. All right, that's Danny West. Danny does a great job for us. The best recruiting analyst in the country, in my opinion. There are other great ones out there. Nobody's better, though. Nobody's better than than what we have at Arkansas and Danny West. We're very lucky to have Danny. So, also – in recruiting, like if you so if you're subscribed and you read our VIP articles, what you usually read from recruits when they talk about Arkansas is just how much they love talking to Coach Pittman or talking to Coach Browse or Coach Odom, uh, just how genuine it feels, the relationship. I mean, you hear that almost exclusively, and it just kind of you know it hurts them not to be able to get guys on campus so they can have those one-on-one uh, meetings, and really that's what that's what makes Pittman a great coach a great recruiter is his ability to relate and I say it all the time but you feel like you know the guy within about five minutes of meeting him and so that's that's lost a little bit and you know one of the reasons I think you tend to bring in a guy that's different than the last guy you had and that was a big problem with Chad Morris not so much in recruiting but in developing relationships with the players on the team and that's definitely changed something that Sam Pittman is obviously known for you know, also at quarterback, we talked about Landon Rodgers, but Lucas Coley still a guy to watch. Another guy with speed and agility at the quarterback position. Danny has also released his big red board for the quarterback position and the entire defense also. So it's the entire defense has been updated. We, we do those with like – so for an example, linebacker, Danny's got five linebackers. Now Arkansas has obviously offered more than five linebackers. You tend to offer ten players for every one you want to bring in. But Danny lists the top five, the top five guys that are reciprocating interest, and he ranks them on, you know, hot, warm, cold, has an arrow up or down based on the trend for the specific recruit, and then, then, you know, has a little breakdown of the latest with each prospect. And he does this all the time for each position group. It's good one, one of many reasons to sign up at Hog Sports. Okay, everybody, I want to get to your questions now. Let's see what we got here. Take a sip of water before we get started. Mike Treek says, we'll pick Suey. Casey Shonda Myrick says, go Hogs, we'll pick Suey. I can't wait. Kamala J. Nichols 4 says, we'll pick Suey. Tony Ball says, so glad there's something to talk about. We'll pick Suey. Thanks, Trey. Appreciate you, Tony. Hopefully we'll get some information out of these things, you know. I mean, they're definitely going to be like videos and stuff from the university. <clears throat> Got a throg in my throat. <clears throat> I have been tested. Or I've been done the antibody test. It says I'm okay, so don't worry about me. My vitamin D levels are good. Marjorie Head Garrick says, Mike Woods has been working outside of the footwork trainer from the videos on Twitter. Yes, he's been doing it. I know Traylon Smith has. 
Malik Hornsby, I believe, has. Jalen Catalan, I know, has. And several others um, have been doing that. Joshua Shiver says, we pick Suey from West Memphis. David Ballard says, are they going to be able to start fall practice on time? Right now, the plan is to do that, and there's even talk about moving things up a little bit earlier. So as long as things keep trending in the right direction, then, yes, that's good. Now, Arkansas, obviously, Washington County, as I mentioned the other day, was 40.6% positive on the results for tests. And I think they had 89 positive tests out of like 200 and something that were tested. That's not enough testing. So – Got to get that up, get, get a more clear picture going on there. Joshua Shiver says, Trey, love to hear your opinion on what's the biggest need for improvement for football on the offensive side and the defensive side. Thanks. The biggest need for improvement on the offensive side is quarterback. Now, they have done that, obviously, but I'm talking like from last year moving to this year. If you're talking about from what they have right now and moving forward, they need to continue to shore up the offensive line. I think they've done well addressing needs at quarterback. Uh, bringing in Felipe Franks, you got Malik Hornsby, KJ Jefferson. Um, so the future looks bright at that position. Now you need some people to protect them. And they did good recruiting last year, got three really nice players, got a couple in this year. They still need to continue to bring in some offensive linemen. I would like to see them personally at about 17 scholarship offensive linemen. They're going to be at 14 this year. So they need to, to bump that number up. On defense, linebacker is always a concern. I actually think the secondary – and the defensive line. I think the defensive line could be slightly better, even though you lose McTelvin a game, because all those young players that they brought in, like Mateo Soli, Eric Gregory, Zach Williams, you know, some of those guys, you, you, you've added a few other players. Um, Julius Coates, you get Dorian Gerald back. Uh, I thought, as I said before, I thought Jonathan Marshall probably should have started last year. So I think they have a chance to be better on the defensive line. You also brought in Xavier Kelly. Can't not mention him. Uh, the secondary is kind of the same deal. You brought in a lot of really young, talented players. I think they're better in the secondary than they showed last year. So those two areas, linebacker is an area that they've got to continue to address. They've got to get some more numbers there and some more bodies. Tamara Inman Bolding says, Trey, who do you think will be our quarterback this year? Felipe Franks, definitely. I would be surprised if it's not him. KJ, I could see some packages in for him, and maybe some for Malik Hornsby. I mean, that guy brings – see, they're all they're all kind of different. They're both – all of them have the ability to run. Felipe is more of a big-arm guy. KJ's a big-arm guy also who is probably a more physical type of runner, real big lower body. And then Malik Hornsby is just jets, pure speed. Justin Williams says this football season is going to be epic. Hope so. Justin Ashmore says, haven't seen wideout weapons like this since Bobby Petrino days. We should wreck the house this year if the quarterback can get them the ball. Yeah, I want to see Traylon Burks with his hand on the ball 15 times a game, whether it's catching passes, end around, wildcat, lining up at running back, pump returns, kickoff returns, 15 times in his hands this year. Nathan Espinoza, hey, Nathan, says, Trey, thank you for putting this out. Appreciate all the good news. Thank you for tuning in, Nathan. Benji Morgan says, Shamar Nash, yes, from earlier. Justin Taylor Bradbury says, Nash. Scott Hickman says, Rocket Sanders, question mark. I think we addressed that pretty well. Marjorie Head Garrick says, don't forget about J.J. Henry, wide receiver from McKinney for 2021. Someone come watch him in their fantastic stadiums this fall. Josh Yates says, hope the new coach can 
only gets one and a half years to turn around the disaster. Hope the new coach only gets one and a half years. You mean you hope he does it in one and a half years? So the way we are, are kind of accustomed to saying things is you get four years to turn around a program, you know, five years maybe. The really good ones do it in three. The really good ones take make a big change in three years. We saw that with Bobby Petrino. Most underrated, underappreciated Razorback of 2010s for each sport would be a cool article. Yeah, that would be something good to research. We're certainly looking for things to uh, to produce. Bob Hames says, I'm so ready for Razorback football. Bobby Brown says, need to check out guys at Little Rock Central. Lauren Morris says, I'm excited to hear who Rocket chooses today. So today is the day for first, I guess, social distance team meeting. So they'll still do meetings like via Zoom. They'll still just meet on Zoom. I think Danny has it in his article, but it's mid-afternoon, I think. Lisa Cup Hancock says, hello, Trey. Love the coverage you provide. Appreciate you, Miss Lisa. Chuck G says, Cabot, exclamation point. Lisa Cup Hancock says, what time does he announce? Five o'clock Central Daylight Time. Marjorie Head Garrick says, no, she answers at five. Scott Hickman says, class of 95 Malvern Leopards, we used to whoop up on Sheridan with Madre Hill. So my first game was, I'm class of 96. So Madre Hill was a senior and I was a sophomore and we played Malvern. So you were probably on that team maybe, Scott. And we held Madre pretty good in the first half. And in the second half, I believe it was the opening kickoff. Somehow we had him down inside like the five-yard line. And I mean the first series of the second half, 90-something yards, <laughs> right up the gut. I was a linebacker. So it wasn't a good day for the linebacker core. <laughs> but Madre did that to everybody. Madre ran for 1,000 yards in the playoffs, in the high school playoffs that year. And that was before I think they had one fewer round of playoff games that year or, you know, during that time. That was back when 4A was the largest classification. We were 3A. Malvern was 3A. But, yeah, Malvern used to, used to take it to us a little bit. You got guys like Madre Hill on your team. Will Kidd says, in your opinion, what's the strongest position group on offense and defense heading into the season? I think the strongest on defense could possibly be the defensive line. And that may surprise the people again because of McTelvin again. But for reasons I just mentioned, I think that has a reason uh, to be encouraged there. And then offensive side, I mean, if Rakeem Boyd stays healthy, it's hard not to say running back. I think wide receiver has a chance to be really good, you know, if Felipe Franks gets him the ball. But it's hard to say – that it's not going to be running back with Rakeem Boyd. And there's a lot of positive stuff you hear about Traylon Smith. Um, you know, T.J. Hammonds, could he come in? Is he ready? Is Monte Spivey ready to take the next step? So, for the sure, I mean, you only have one running back on the field at a time usually, right? So, you probably say running back. But even though you feel good about Burks, Knox, uh, Mike Woods, Debion Warren too, you feel good about some of those young wide receivers. Rick Dawson says, special teams, question mark, kicking, question mark. So, you've got A.J. A.J. What's his name? I'm going to look it up. But you got Sam Loy returning at punter. They've also brought in a punter, a grad transfer punter. 
Um, you brought in a grad transfer kicker also, so those guys should should take care of it. Tyler Tober says, missed the first part of the show, but I heard we just picked up Justin Smith from Indiana. What does that do for Joe's roster spot? I may have missed that while I'm doing the show. But if they add anybody else right now that they're they're going to be at 13 scholarships without – you know, if Joe comes back, they're at 13. If Joe leaves, then they're at 12. So – Per Justin Smith, Justin Smith has picked Arizona. What is this? Oh, I had the worst tweet in American history from Brian Snow. Justin Smith has picked Arkansas. Per Justin Smith, was a starter at Indiana last year. And no, I have not been drinking. Okay, so he accidentally put Justin Smith picked Arizona and was a starter from Arkansas. So, yeah, that has happened as of a couple minutes ago. Justin Smith has picked Arkansas. That is Indiana starter last year so that's big news so something would have to happen if joe comes back then they got to make room somewhere else because they're not going to say well you you know can't welcome you back isaiah joe so joe alpi says will sec play all games i mean i think right now that's the plan there has been some discussion about you know what if things don't work out for out of conference and we need to stay in this region there's been some talk about maybe playing just one other, like play all your non-conference games against Sunbelt teams, and Sunbelt teams do the same. Uh, there's been some talk like that, maybe another conference, but they kind of seem to fit. But right now the plan is, yeah, to play all SEC games, and they're preparing to have all fans in the state, and they're not selling single-game tickets, but they're preparing for that. They're hoping for that. That's the, that's the goal. Now, does it mean that's what's going to happen? Who knows? Probably not. They'll probably have something that they'll have to do to lower the amount of fans in attendance, at least starting out. Who knows how things will shake out, but they plan to play all the games. So they can play them without fans in the stands. I think they, I think that's realistic. You know, you can do some on-site testing, that kind of stuff. Benji Morgan says, where did Mac McClung transfer to? Where did he go? I forgot. I just kind of lost track when he didn't go to pick Arkansas, to be honest. I can't remember where he went. Justin Williams says we need we need play Arkansas State already, so they can play him in other sports. Not football yet, but that's coming. It's the same thing I said when they started opening things up and they scheduled Arkansas, Pine Bluff, and UALR baseball and all that stuff. And the the narrative was, well, these are University of Arkansas system schools, so it's different than play in Arkansas State, which is in University of Arkansas system. Like anybody cares. Like anybody cares if UALR is an Arkansas system school and Arkansas State isn't. Nobody cares. It's just one step in the direction of eventually playing Arkansas State in football, which will happen at some point. All right. I I guess I got to get on this Justin Smith information that's just come out. Danny's probably on it or Pete's on it. And you can read all about it at hogsports.com. I'm sure it'll probably be a free article this particular one, probably be a free one. But if you want to read the VIP stuff right now, it's $1 for your first month or 30% off your first year. If you take the first month option and sign up for a month, at the end of that month, you would go on regular price. However, you would also be eligible for CBS All Access for free, which is a $99 value. You get unlimited commercial-free access to all the CBS shows, all their movies, 
all of that stuff, um, all their original programming like Picard, uh, the uh, the Star new Star Trek show. Uh, so it's basically you, you know your subscription I think is one hundred and seven dollars and forty cents. I don't know why it's that, but it's one hundred seven dollars and forty cents. A CBS All Access subscription is $99, which you will get free for as long as you're subscribed. You're subscribed seven years, you get CBS All Access for free for seven years. So it's a heck of a deal any way you slice it. $1 for your first month, and then you get CBS All Access or take 30% off your first year. Plenty of ways to watch and listen. Of course, I want to thank all you guys for tuning in and, and asking your questions, but... If you want to throw us a thumbs up, we'd also appreciate that. It definitely helps boost our channel, puts it in front of other people. So give us a like, follow the page on Facebook, subscribe to the channel on YouTube, hit the notifications bell so you're notified anytime uploads a new video, and share it with somebody you think might like it. You got somebody in your family, one of your friends, you think might like the show, then share the video with them. Notify them. Hey, this is out there if you didn't know. Also available on Apple Podcasts. Throw us a five-star review if you like the content. And take some time to write something nice. Write us a review uh, if you want to. Otherwise, just you know, throw us the five-star if you like the content. Also available on Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere else you can think of to find your favorite podcast. I want to thank Danny West for joining us today. Glad we were able to talk about some positive news with the Razorbacks with the players reporting. I want to thank you guys for your questions and for tuning in. Wouldn't be able to do this show without you. And we'll be back later in the week, probably on Thursday. This has been Trey Biddy with HogSports.com, and we'll catch you next time.